Church, today on Pentecost, we gather and sing and celebrate on this day of the church's birth. We gather as one church in one service, bringing together all of our musical talents, all of our diversities, young and old and everywhere in between, all of our thirsts and our passions for what is new and energizing together with what has sustained us through lifetimes of spiritual traveling through the mountains and valleys of life. We gather as one today on Pentecost to be reminded that God's church is a church that is born in the Spirit. That God's gift of the Holy Spirit to us is the thing that has birthed us as a church. We heard read again this morning this story of the wild Spirit of God. That wind that once blew over the waters of unformed creation. That breath that once ignited many a prophetic voice to speak. This same Spirit of the living God, this Holy Spirit, is what God has breathed into our life on Pentecost to form us out of uncreated nothing into something. To infuse us with prophetic voice. To bring new life and to bring forth a people out of all of these scattered masses of division and misunderstanding. From this mass of different languages, the babbles of our world. On Pentecost. On Pentecost, God's wind blows over the waters of people this time. To get back to the work again of making all things new. And on that first Pentecost, as we heard already, God's Spirit did indeed move afresh into the city of Jerusalem where his disciples had been waiting, but not just on his disciples. When that Holy Spirit wind blew into town on that particular day, hearts and tongues began to flame to life. When that Holy Spirit wind blew into town, they learned to speak in ways beyond their previous capacities. Other languages, new languages, it says, so that the newly gathered could hear and join in this new thing that God was creating. That Spirit blew in with the sound like a rush of violent wind. Acts says, as if to clear away the old, to make room for the new. And can't you just hear that growing chatter, the cacophony of words in all those different languages growing louder and louder, intermingling with one another, proclaiming together, but not competing with one another. Saying the same thing without saying the same thing. The voices of at least 15 and more different languages giving expression, giving testimony to the mighty acts of God in the world in a way that was unified and yet still somehow all their own. God's spirit, Joel says, was 
was to be poured out on all flesh to get those voices talking, to get those dreamers dreaming, young and old and everyone in between speaking a prophetic word to the world all their own and in their very own voice so that everyone, everyone, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord might be saved. Whether they say Kyrios or Adonai or Senor or Maran or Herr or Buana or Junim or Gospodin or Dominus. So that everyone, everyone who calls on that name might be saved. We get a fresh reminder today of that wind that is blowing in a season of transitions and gifts, which I've given as the title to my sermon series that I'm preaching through in this season, beginning with last week's celebration of Ascension. Ascension was the first of those transitions. Pentecost is the second. And this one, with tremendous gifts included. With the gift of this Spirit comes the gift of a new sort of unity. A unity that we call church. A unity that comes here in the midst of a multiplicity of different languages. A unity that comes around something that's shared on the inside. This new sort of fire. And a new manner of speech on the outside. Why? Just what is God up to? Why churn up all this Holy Spirit energy to pave the way for this strange new sort of Spirit-empowered unity? Where we left the disciples last week on the Ascension, if you recall, they had been given a job to do. Jesus, speaking in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, had said this, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. To the ends of the earth. But there's a catch, remember? At the ascension, we watched Jesus departing, as in that image we took a long look at last week. He's not walking through this phase with us as he once did. And to the ends of the earth is surely going to require us to speak in a new sort of way across culture and language barriers that we can't even imagine just yet. How is that actually going to take place? How can such a mission be accomplished? I think it's important to keep these two passages together, these two celebrations of Ascension as well as Pentecost linked together because it's a reminder to us that what God is up to in creating the new unity that we read about on this particular day is for the sake of that Ascension mission. Pentecost unity, all of that speaking and all of those languages is not just about showing off. It's because God is making a church that can be sent 
to the ends of the earth where they're going to have to speak Parthian and Pamphylian and Latin and Arabic. Pentecost is new unity for new work. And the work requires the gifts of the Holy Spirit in the one church sent far and wide. And the language part is hard enough, but boy is that unity part difficult as well. It seems that that unity part of Pentecost may be the real hidden gift as well as the hidden challenge. The unity that we find together in the Spirit, which is so critical to the work, so central to what God at Pentecost is up to, and yet so, so difficult to maintain, especially when we as a church aren't keeping our hearts open to the winds that are still blowing. You know, that's why Paul had to remind the church in Ephesus to make every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Because it's not always easy. It doesn't always come naturally. It can be real hard work to maintain that unity of the Spirit amid disagreements and barriers and to commit oneself to the work of maintaining it. When the work runs long and the relationships become strained, it can be all too easy to lose sight of the fact that this unity was something that God had initiated and that it was for the sake of the mission. In our own denomination, we're about to enter into the season of our annual conferences where we come together as regional bodies to discern together and make decisions together. Work that really does require a baseline commitment to the hard work of Pentecost unity. And it seems as though disunity will likely be the theme of the season. You'll likely hear about it in the news. Don't be surprised. You heard it here first. (laughs) Disaffiliation petitions are going to be on the rise and the theme of many annual conferences this coming June. And not just in the UMC. Remember that globally the whole church spans every continent and speaks just about every known language. Unity is a challenge beyond our connection. The unity of our global church is real work for today. Christ sent us to spread the news to go to the ends of the earth and now we're there, geographically at least, And it turns out that it wasn't just the getting there that involves the hard work. That's the story of the last 2,000 years. It turns out that staying there and staying together while we are there is a challenge of its own. Maybe that's the work of the next 2,000 years. But church, I believe that that it is every much a part of our calling and every much, every bit a part of what the wild spirit of Pentecost wants to enable in us because that work is Holy Spirit work as well. That unity is every bit as much a part of the miracle. And amid all of the forces and interests that try to divide and conquer, Jesus told us that the gates of hell will not prevail. 
And I have to believe that that this has something to do with what the Spirit of God is up to on Pentecost. He hasn't left us alone. The Spirit remains with us and and in us because we're still being sent to do the work. What a wild spirit. What a wild spirit that can just blow into town one day and create a church out of nothing amid all of these different divisions. What a wild spirit that still calls us together and strengthens us for the mission today.